What's up, everyone, and welcome back to NFL Only here on Spark Talk. And today, we'll be going over our top 10 edge rushers in the 2021 NFL Draft. Uh, Houston is back for this episode again. He'll be back for the entire offseason and and next season, too, as well. So, uh, yeah, so we're just going to do our, was it top 10? We're going to go from 10 to 1 and give you uh, who we think is the... uh, best uh edge rushers in this uh in this year's draft class. So without further ado, Houston, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Um I'll go first. Alright. Um my first guy coming in at number ten is Carlos Basham Junior. Well that's who I had. Okay. Yeah, we're, starting right. we're starting off good. <laughs> uh, sounds good. Uh, um, yeah, so for me, I, I do. Okay, so I will say this. Like, all the guys in my top ten, I like. Okay, I'm not – this is not like, oh, oh my gosh, somebody's at number ten. Like, that means Houston doesn't like him or that means, like, Houston thinks they're not a good football player. I mean, actually, I think that even the guys I have at 11, 12, um, and 13, I think are quite good players as well. Um but it's just, you know, when you're trying to rank players and come up with, you know, who you think is the best best players in the draft, um, you just, you know, you're going to have to, somebody's going to have to come in at number 10. And for me, it's Carlos Basham. Um, so, like, my notes I have written down, mm-hmm. um, for me, you know, he I think he does give great effort. I think he has a high motor. That's something that popped off on the screen mm-hmm. when I was watching him. Um, I really don't like him in the run game. Um, that's something that was really discouraging to me. He's not a guy, in my opinion, that's going to set the edge and do that kind of stuff. Um, you know, he doesn't use his, use his hands super well um, in the run game. You know, he's not going to, you know, steer guys and, and get extension and, and sit there and either two-gap or read or do whatever. Um, you know, he kind of just shoots gaps. And, and, again, that could be more of a, um, of, a, of a defensive scheme and what he was doing at Wake Forest. They might just have had him hey, you're going to shoot this gap, and then I just want you to fill this gap. That could be his scheme, but I just there was nothing that showed me that he was great um, at really being a run guy. Um, I think he's super quick. Um, I think he does have good technique as a pass rusher. Um, I, you know, I think he does have a good move set, um, and, you know, I, and I do feel like he does, you know, he does have a plan uh, when, he, when he is rushing. Um, but I, I do feel it's inconsistent at times. I do feel sometimes he comes off and is kind of lost and, and then just gets um, stalemated um, or just com- gets completely blocked. Um, but I do feel, um, you know, he, and he doesn't play with a lot of strength or power to his game. It's, it's very finesse. Um, I do feel like he does ha- uh, he does create a good amount of pressure. Um, even if he's not getting a sack, he is um, usually back there, you know, disrupting and, and – and, trying to get in the quarterback's face or trying to get in passing lanes. Um, I think he does have uh, upside to be a really nice pass rusher for somebody. Um, if he can develop more strength, um, you know, in an NFL weight room, and if he can just continue to develop uh, his technique and just be more consistent with a plan. Um, I do like him, and, you know, as we talked about, so, you know, with, with this top ten, uh, we're going to kind of see, think about where these guys could land. Um, in the draft, and I think he, for me personally, he's more of like, a, like I would I would draft him no higher than the third round, um, 
And so I would say he's anywhere from a third to fourth round pick, depending on how he falls. Yeah. Um, if you could get him in the third or fourth round, I think that's great value for a guy like this. Um, and especially if you just need true pass rushing help, um, I think he's a guy that could do that. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I had him at number ten too. Uh, I I thought he just played way too soft. He was a little bit too passive on some plays. Like, uh, and I think he was out of position. I think he's a three-four defensive end. Now they uh four three defensive end. I think that's where they had him. That Wake Forest. Uh, he reminds me a lot of. Uh, I'm going to my team here, but he reminds me a lot of uh, Blau Nichols from the Chicago Bears. Not a very good run uh, run defender, uh, but he can get to the passer when you need him to. Uh, he's very right. quick. He's very agile. Uh, I think the right coaching, I think, would do him wonders. If he gets in with a good scheme, he gets in with a good coach, and is able yeah. to develop technique and stuff. He's extremely athletic for his size. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I think, like what we talked about a little bit on him before, is that kind of like what you mentioned with Bilal Nichols, I think he's definitely got a guy that can fit in with a 3-4 scheme, defensive end, um, or playing like a, a 3 technique and a 4-3 scheme. And I think that's something that would really benefit him. He almost is, in a way, I know he is a defensive end. He's an edge rusher in this year's class. But he kind of reminds me of Neville Gallimore a little bit yes. from last year. Yes, he does. Um, very quick, very finesse, Not doesn't play with a lot of power or strength. Um, I thought Neville was a little bit better against the run. Um, but, you know, still comparable to, to the skill set that we saw from him last year. Mm, yeah. Uh... Yeah, so I'm looking at Blau Nichols. Blau Nichols is 6'4", 299 right now. He was a little bit smaller coming in. I think he was probably around like probably in the 280s. Uh, and that's where Basham's at too. 6'3", 281, needs to gain weight. Uh, yeah. Especially if he if he gets moved into like a 3-4 defensive end. But yeah, I, I think he just has all the raw athleticism. I just think he needs to be needs a good coach. And that's why he's at number 10. Also, like you said, the run game. It just uh, A lot of it was a lot of softness and a lot of passiveness. And I want to see him start attacking because when, when he does attack, he's really good. But most of the time, he's playing like kind of passive in the run game. Right. And, and, that's, and that stuff doesn't fly with me on the on defense and offensive line. you got to be aggressive. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's... I agree. Yeah, so that's my new number 10. So we'll move on to our number 9. Uh, you want me to go first? You want to switch it up? Yeah, yeah, uh, we'll rotate it every time. I have Rashid, uh, Rashad or Rashid Weaver from Pittsburgh. Okay. At my number nine, uh, I just love the kind of the physicality of him. He, uh, I think he engages really good. Uh, he's a smart player. Uh, I saw a lot of like him recognizing plays, recognizing like swing passes, some screen plays. He was very intelligent. Uh, he he has great effort. Like he's going to work to get to the quarterback. I still think he mm-hmm. needs some improvement uh, with his technique in the passing game or pass rushing game. But like he just brings a lot of physicality, and he has great effort. He 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 understands football. Uh, hey, he has the smartest yeah, football. I, agree. Uh, I think I think one thing is uh, I think you just need to get him with the right uh, like what right uh, with Basham just with the right coach. Uh, and getting him more, t- uh, more the techniques, more the nuisance uh, of football. I think he, if he learns that, he's going to be a very solid player. And I forgot to put where I was going to say Basham. I think Basham's like a third to fifth round pick. 
late third, yeah. fifth round pick. And I think that's where Weaver is too, third to fifth round pick. I think it depends on uh, how teams perceive him. Uh, he does have a nice spin move. I really like that from him. Like, he does set up a spin move really good. Uh, I think his hips are a little bit stiff, and he kind of looks slow on film a little bit. So right. I, that was uh, that was kind of one of uh, my things. Like, his hips, like, he doesn't bend well around the edge. He has to use, yeah. like, power to get to people. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing that's going to hurt him. But I think he could be a 3-4 defensive end as well. You could play him inside oh, there. Oh, for sure. Uh, but I, I, the reason I have him more Basham is because of the physicality. I think he just plays way more physical than Basham does. Uh, and that was, like, the biggest difference to me separating them. But I would say I think Basham has a higher ceiling. I think Weaver probably has the higher floor with the way he plays. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good take. Um, my number nine – is Hamilcar Rashid Jr. Oh, um, yeah, he's of, my uh, he's Oregon my number State. eight. He's your number eight. He's my number eight. Yeah. So okay, okay. Yeah, we can do that. All right, so we can kind of talk about him together. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's a guy that's you know he he's again he's the third he's a third fourth round kind of projection for me. Um, the same as Carlos Basham. Um, I think he has great length. Um, he's very athletic. Um, he does kind of have a small frame for for uh, for an edge defender. Um, he's definitely, in my opinion, more of a uh, more of a true three four outside linebacker that you can drop into coverage and do different things like that. Um, I think he's very very quick and he's very explosive off the line of scrimmage. At that he has great get off. Um, he again, he's another guy for me that's not very effective in the run game. Um, he gets driven off the line of scrimmage too much. Um, I think he's a guy, if he's going to really want to play on the edge and be effective in that sense, um, I think he needs to add more size and strength um, in order to set the edge better um, and get a little bit better technique in that area. Um, but I love his traits and, and his ability to rush the passer. Um, I think he has a high motor. Um, I think he showed multiple ways of winning um, and creating pressure. I think he can win um, – you know, with speed, and I think you can win with speed to power, and I think you can win with just straight power um, and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, he doesn't have a plan, really, and I think he needs to clean up his technique as a pass rusher quite a bit. He kind of just relies um, on his athleticism, and and I think if he were to use his, use his technique more and just get better and refine that te- technique, he could be a very dangerous uh, rusher off the edge. Um, mm-hmm. and as long as he's able to do that, I, th- I think he could be a very good football player for someone. I think there's a lot of upside for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just like him better as a pass rusher, in my opinion, than Carlos Basham. That's just my personal opinion. Um, and I think he honestly could be a guy that is very versatile where you could play him as an off ball linebacker, um, in a four, three defense. Mm-hmm. So he could play, he could play the will linebacker and be a weak side guy. Um, and then also, hey, when it's third down and you got you need a pass rusher, you can send, either send him on a blitz or you can send him off the edge. Um, I think he's very versatile in that area as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, I really – the one thing I liked about him was uh, I like the arm length he has. Like he has some long arms, uh, which, which goes a long way as a defensive end. One thing I like, though, is that he does crash down most of the time. Uh, when he when there's his own read and when there's a read or like a read option play or something, uh, RPO whatever he 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 crashes down, 
Uh, and that's, right. what you, that's what you want as the defensive end. You want them to crash down. You want them to play the uh, play that edge there. Uh, because I've seen a lot – there's a lot of uh, defensive ends. And we'll get to some that are a little bit higher up that don't do it as often or don't do it as they need to, and it hurts them. Uh, something, something, pop up, uh, something popped up on my phone there. I was trying to like make sure it didn't stop the podcast there. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I think one thing is – like uh, where was that? With him? Oh yeah, yeah, him crushing down, yeah, him crushing down on yeah. uh, zone reads, yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of uh, other players in this draft class don't crash down enough when they should, uh, and that, that's that's all technique and stuff. That's when as you get to you get to a, you get to the NFL. Everybody's gonna want to do that. It's just how right. effectively and how uh, consistently you do it, and I think he's one of the better ones at it. And I think one of the big problems for you is like his weight. He's in, he needs to like I think fill his body, or something like that. Or I don't know if that's the right term, but like he needs to he needs yeah, to no, fill his body out. He yeah. needs to grow into his body. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I, I would. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, well, I mean, like if, if he's going to be like an off ball linebacker with the ability to rush the passer, mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's fine where he's at. But if he's going to be want to be a true edge defender, he definitely has to put on some weight. Yeah, um, to be a more consistent and true um, guy that can play the run. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, yeah, because I think uh, one thing is like he was inconsistent in the run, run game. Like he when he get his arms on people, uh, he was really good. But when somebody got inside his chest, he was done. When somebody right. was able to strike him first, he was done, uh, and that was one right. of the biggest takeaways I had. But yeah, he, like you said, he has a lot of potential. Uh, I like this coverage ability. That was one of the biggest things I took away. Is like uh, when he had to drop back, especially from the like uh, like a three four outside linebacker where he was like up there uh, acting like he was going to rush. He drops back and he gets back there quickly uh, into his zone and he covers very nicely. And I like I I agree with you. I think he could, I think he's a hybrid linebacker. I think he can play uh, either scheme fit. Uh, and I think he's I think he could be very effective. I I'd probably see him going like fourth round, third round. Uh, I think he has a higher. I, that's why I have Weaver and Basham. I see them. They could possibly drop to the fifth uh, for them. And I think Rashid. I think the lowest he drops is the fourth round. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, um, so my number eight uh, is your number nine. Yeah. Uh, my number eight is Rashad Weaver. Um, nice. And so yeah, I know we kind of just have all the same guys in that area. Um, so for me, I, I agree with you a lot on on him. Um, I think he has a great length, um, great size. Um, he's a very limited athlete, as you mentioned. Uh, he is pretty stiff, and he doesn't have great bend at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love his hands. I think he's very technical. Um, I think he plays the run very well. I think he's a very good pass rusher. Um, and I think he sets the edge very nicely in the run as well. He's very strong at the point of attack. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he, has yeah. great arm, he has great extension and a great punch um, that can set that edge. And uh, he's a very good tackler. Um, <clears throat> I, in my opinion, though, I feel like the reason he's so low for me, I do like I liked him a lot, actually. Um, and he's a guy for me that I feel is like a solid third round pick. Like I feel like if you pick him in the third round, like you mentioned, he has a high floor. You pick him in the third round, you know what you're going to get. He might not offer a bunch to the table. Um, but he's a guy that can definitely be um, a, a difference maker on your defense because 
He's just a good football player. Mm-hmm. I just feel like his athleticism really limits his ability to be a game changer. He's not going to be this guy posting 11, 12, 13, 14 sacks a season. He's not going to be doing any of that. Um, but I definitely feel like he's capable to be a very, very good starter in the NFL. Um, not not necessarily a pro bowler or anything like that, but if, but he's a guy that could be one of those guys that plays for a franchise for 10 years, and everybody's like, yeah, he was really good for us. Like, He's one of my favorite players on, on my team because he was just a solid football player. Um, I think he's a guy that can play in a different, different and is very versatile as well. I think you could play him 3-4 defensive end. I think you could play a 4-3 uh, defensive end mm-hmm. as a true D end. I think you could definitely um, move inside and play a three technique if you if you really needed him to. I think he has that kind of capability, and that really might be um, where he shines is the fact that he has the versatility and he has the capability um, and the te- and the technical prowess to to excel in multiple spots. Um, and and I think you know, like what you touched on, I think he's a smart football player. Um, he understands the game well, mm-hmm. and so I think that's what really helps him out. And so again, like I said, I think he's a he's a third round pick for me. Uh, um, so yeah, I really like Rashad Weaver quite a bit. Yeah, he reminds me of a little, little bit of uh, like uh, Michael Bennett almost, like a very physical. Mm, that's uh, a good one. I like that one. Uh, I was I was thinking more of a Justin Tuck. Yeah, like that too. I think just a very physical uh, defensive end that you know, if you need him to play, he like very versatile. Uh, yeah, I like I like Weaver a lot. I, I think I think like I think the thing that held me back from playing him over uh, Hamilcar is that how you say his name? Yeah, Hamilcar. It's just a weird <laughs> name. Uh, but yeah. The one thing that put me over him is because I think I think Hamilcar has a higher ceiling. Than, oh, I, than, I mean, uh, I, I, I will agree with that. I definitely think I think both Basham and uh, and yeah. Rashid Junior both have higher. I'm not going to say his first name again. I can't. <laughs> but I think they both have higher ceilings than Weaver. Yeah. Um, I just feel like right now Weaver's a better football player than them, and that's why I have him ranked above them. Yeah, so. I, I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that there. But yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see. I think we're. Those two, uh, Hamilcar and Rashid, I, I, I'm very interested to see which one goes first and where they go. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but my number seven is Ronnie if Perkins. Have, if you have the same guy. Is it Ronnie Perkins? Who? Ronnie Perkins. No. Oh, go ahead. Oh, it's not? not I'm surprised, man. You're the, Oklahoma, you're the Oklahoma fan. I, I like Oklahoma too, but yeah, uh, I root for them when they're not playing Louisville. But yeah, uh, yeah, I got Ronnie Perkins here. Like, uh, I really like this get off. I thought he was really good against the run. That's the thing that stood out with me the most is just like his ability to crash down. He beats tackles to the outside and reach blocks, and he doesn't give up much ground uh, in the run game. And you know, I think that's just a dying trait that people look at is. The run game for defensive ends is all about the pass. Like you need defensive ends to be able to be dominant in the run game, uh, and I think yeah. that's one thing. I mean, if you look at the Buccaneers this past year, I think they have two guys that do that very well, and Jason Pierre-Paul and Shaquille Barrett. That they both play the run and set the edge very well. Also, I mean, also you know they're very the Saints too, very good pass rushers. But that's something that they both excel in. Yeah, and the Saints too. Yeah, yeah. Cameron Jordan, you got uh, Marcus Davenport on the other side, or. Trey Hendricks or Hendrickson is that how you say his last name? Something like that, yeah. But 
Like, th- those two were the best run defenses in the league, like, average per run. Like, I think both of them held under four point yard, or four, four yards per carry uh, this season, uh, the Buccaneers and the Saints did. And you need people uh-huh. who are able to stop the run. And I think he, he gives you a high, uh, I think a high floor run defender, maybe in the fourth round or something. Uh, okay. that you can go pick him up or third round or something like that. But uh, he's not very polished in the past game for me a little bit. I think he, from what I've seen of him, like he has a, like he tries to bull rush too much, I feel like. He doesn't do, like, I feel like he doesn't rush with a plan at times. He does a lot of push-pull, like I said, bull rush. Uh, he does have nice bend when he decides to go with the speed rush. Uh, he does have a nice bend to him. But I feel like uh-huh. you don't see it as often as you would want to see it from him. Uh, but yeah, he just has a lot of it. he has a lot of potential. He has a lot of intangibles. He has a very high ceiling. I just think he needs to get with the right person with his uh, technique in the pass in the pass rushing game. Uh-huh. I think that's one thing. But yeah, I think he's a you know third uh, third or fourth round pick. I think yeah, I think he's gonna okay. add, he's gonna be a very good depth piece for a team. Okay. Uh- my number seven is uh, Joe Tryon out of Washington. Oh. Um, what did you say? I said, oh, I, 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 like, I, thought, like he, I, thought, I, I thought he was solid. I just he, he didn't pop off the page for me. He's a guy that I liked a lot, uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when I watched him, you know, he was average against the run. Like, he wasn't bad. He wasn't, like, very good. He was, he was average. Uh, you know, he doesn't set the edge that great. And I think that's something he definitely needs to improve. Um, his pad level and strength have to definitely get better at the next level um, if he wants to be a consistent um, three-down edge player. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like him as a pass rusher. Um, you know, I, I, re- I saw that he can win multiple ways, um, whether that was speed, whether that was power, whether that was speed to power, whatever the case was. Um, I think he has really good arm extension. I think he fights off hands well. Um, you know, I think he can be inconsistent with his plan a little bit. Um, and I think he definitely needs to improve technique, um, as it always isn't really clean. Um, but I just really like his upside as a pass rusher. I, I think he's just a very, I think he's, for me, he was someone that just, I really liked watching him. It was just very like enjoyable to watch him play, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and watch him as a pass rusher. And so I might be a little high on him, high on him that some people probably are, um, but I just really saw I saw a lot of stuff up there that you know yeah if he can clean up some technique if he can if he can polish up a little bit of stuff um, he has the tools and I and not only that but I've seen him I've seen him win with speed and, and have good bend and, and rip under somebody I've seen him swim I've seen him bull rush I've seen him go speed and then and right into power I've seen push pull I've seen multiple ways that he's able to win um, and I think if he can put more of a plan together at times and be more consistent in his technique, um, I think he's got a really bright future as a pass rusher. And again, and if he can build, and, and again, run, running is all about coaching and discipline and, you know, one, two, right? And if he gets into the right culture and the right system, that is going to push him to play the run hard and set the edge the right way. Um, he absolutely, um, I think, can succeed in that area. So mm-hmm. uh, Joe Tryon is my number seven. And he's, again, he's a guy for me. That is, that is a uh, third round pick. My dog is acting crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, 
but yeah, he's he's a guy like just like uh, Rasheed Weaver. He's uh, he's a guy for me that is a third round, solid third round pick. I wouldn't take him in the second, um, but I would definitely pick him in the third. And if he slipped to the fourth, I think that's a great value pick in my opinion. I, uh, I think I saw Mel Kiper or whoever does the ESPN either Tom and Sherry Mel Kiper had him at like number four on theirs. So like you're not the only one in that boat. I just, I think I'm in the minority there. Of like I okay. th- I don't I didn't like him as much but uh, I, I I think there's some stuff there but yeah I I would agree like all the negatives I think the more the negatives popped out for me than his I guess positives then that's why I had him down uh, okay. like, he was like he probably was my number eleven uh, I had him with some I probably should switch him with the person who is at eleven I just didn't do it but yeah he's probably like he probably would have made if I didn't watch a. Somebody before uh, today, uh, before we did the podcast, uh, he would have probably been my number ten. Okay. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah, I'll get so, I'll get into that person. You want me to get into him? Well, my I, I'm at, I'm at number six first. Oh yeah, we are. We are switched. Yeah. So my number six is Joseph Asai out of Texas. Um, what? No, I'll, I'll, never mind. No, I'll. Uh, no. I, I like I like him a lot, man. I like him a lot. Um, he's he honestly re- reminds me of Aldon Smith. That was like immediately when I watched him. That was immediately what I thought of when I saw him. Um, so he again, he's a guy with an extremely high motor. He has great effort. That was something like when you watch, that's just like something you can't take away from him. Um, he has great length and great size. I mean, he's just kind of a freak out there as far as just the way he looks. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, his his arms are super long. Um, he's not, and to me though, he's not very twitchy and he has okay get off his, his get off and his burst off the line of scrimmage is not, is not like elite. It's not something that you look at and it's like, Oh wow. Like that he's about to like go sack a quarterback. Um, and so that's why for me, he's sitting at number six and, and like, if he had, if he had a better get off, he's easily in the top five for me easily. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's probably higher than five. I mean, if I'll be honest. Um, but I think there are some limiting factors with him. Um, but technically, he is very technically sound, and he um, he has very good technique as a pass rusher yeah. um, and against the run. Um, he knows how to win. Excuse me. He knows how to win um, in the pass rushing game and knows how to create pressure and get to the quarterback. Um, he's very good at creating pressure. Um and I think he actually has really good bend. Um, yeah, again, he's not very explosive off the line of scrimmage uh, from anything that I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his bend is actually pretty good. He actually has pretty good mobility and flexibility to bend around the edge. I think he uses his hands extremely well to get guys off of him. I think that's something that I really like quite a bit about him. He's very good at hand battling. And uh, and I think he does have a plan when he rushes. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I think you can win multiple ways. Um, uh, but he usually kind of uses more so power. Uh, um, or the rip and dip where, you know, he's coming up and uh, he's kind of just dipping and, and, and kind of bending around the edge. Um, and I think he does play very well against the run. Um, so, again, he's a guy for me that's a very high floor guy. Or to me, he's a second-round pick. I don't I, I don't think he lasts to the third round. I would not be surprised if he creeps up into the first round, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think he's a very good player. Um, but I think he's more of, hey, you take him on day two, He's a very high floor guy, not a high ceiling guy, um, but I think he's a guy that could be a very successful football player in the NFL, uh, um, and could very much be an impact player for someone 
um, especially year one, uh, just based on what I saw from him. Mm-hmm. But he is my number six. Yeah, my uh, number six. Did you? I don't know if you did. You ever watch a film on him or try that? And they didn't have film on. They had like a highlight tape. So I just tried to take where I could from it. But I, like I really uh, liked what I seen and a lot of potential from this guy. It's D'Angelo Malone from Western Kentucky. Nah, I, honestly, I I didn't, but I'm. <laughs> He's listed as a linebacker, so that's kind of what I'm waiting to watch him as. So he 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 has a, he has Anthony Barr potential. He can rush the passer. He can play that four three, like we were talking about with uh, Hamilcar. I I just think he does it better and more consistent than uh, Hamilcar does. Uh, so uh, yeah, I, yeah, he has great effort. I think he had one of the best. Uh, I think I think he gives like the best effort, and I think that's one thing I took away from like all these defensive ends or these like, these edge rushers. Uh, this outdated term, Houston. Defensive ends, yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry, she she squeaking on Nova. She's squeaking on a toy. <laughs> the do- your dog. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's just kind of like all of a sudden it'll be like. A, it's like <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, like, someone's listening to it, but yeah. Uh, I think like one thing I took away from this edge rusher class is, uh, like there's a lot of great effort players on here. Like they give, uh, you good, bro? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. You keep talking. I'm listening. No, but yeah, I think one thing is a lot, a lot of these players give great effort. I do think that was something that I liked a lot was there were a lot of high effort, Mm -hmm. high motor guys that like when I watched them. Um, honestly, I, was, I wasn't until I got to the cornerbacks. I, I've, I've, I've dipped into the corners and, um, and watched all of them. And there was a guy in there that thoroughly disappointed me with his effort on a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the first times I'd seen so far watching film on people that effort disappointed. So I agree with you. Yeah, and I think that's one thing that he, uh, Nigel Malone brings is like great effort. Uh, he never stops worrying. He uses his hands. Like, this is what I see from, like, smaller school guys. Do they use their hands? How technical are they when they pass rush? And he's very technical when he does pass rush. He has a, he has some really nice bend. He's very quick. Uh, he has multiple moves. Like, he rushes with a plan. Uh, and he crashes down on zone reads. That was one of the big takeaways was... Yeah, you see him uh, on the on film like he crashes down on zone reads. Uh, he's pretty solid against the run. I think he needs the game weight though. I think that's one thing. Either he's fine where he is if he plays a four three linebacker like Anthony Barr uh, in like a Minnesota type of scheme. But it, but if he's going to play an edge rusher, he has to gain weight. That's it. Oh my gosh, Left she is absolutely. She's on. <laughs> You good, bro? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yo, so listen real quick. Alright, so one our our youngest dog is on like some type of like methamphetamine or something like that. And then, and then she she gets into the personal space of our older dog and our older dog just like tried to bite her head off. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> anyways, anyways. Hey, you wanna go Sorry. over our uh like ten through six real quick? So we have to go back. Yeah, yeah, I think that, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, that that way we can just really focus on our top ten or mm-hmm. our top five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. 
All right, so uh, that'd be too. That'd be way too much. Uh, uh, yeah. So my number two. Yeah, no. What, 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 the, the pre five to the top ten. Like, <laughs> yeah. what are we doing in here? <laughs> all right, so. Uh, yeah, so I'll go with mine first. Uh, my number ten is Carlos Basham uh, from I forget where he came from. Wake Forest. There we go. Wake Forest. Rashid uh, Weaver or Rashad Weaver from Pittsburgh. Uh, Helmut Carr, mm-hmm. Rashid Jr. from Oregon State. Uh, Ronnie mm-hmm. Perkins from Oklahoma is my number seven, and D'Angelo okay. Malone from Western Kentucky is my number six. All right, so my number 10 is Carlos Basham Jr. out of Wake Forest. My number 9 is Hamilcar Rashid Jr. out of Oregon State. Uh, my number 8 is Rashad Weaver out of Pittsburgh. My number 7 is Joe Tryon out of Pittsburgh, or out of uh, Washington, excuse me. And my number 6 is Joseph Asai um, out of uh, Texas. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, like, as we get into this top 5, I know... The way you looked at me about Joseph Asai, he's going to be up in here. Yeah. Oh, yes, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I'm thinking you might have left somebody out, but never mind. Maybe you did. I don't know. Maybe you actually did, and I'm, I'm just not I'm not, having, I'm not thinking of somebody. So. Yeah. You, yeah. Start with, you start with the number five. My number five is Greg Russo. Yeah, that's mine, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He, I think. All right, so you know, I'm gonna start in the like no, This is no slight on him as a yeah. football player. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, well, I'll get into the positives about him real quick, uh, and then we can get into like the negatives. Uh, one positive thing is though, this dude has a high, high ceiling. This dude has an unbelievably high ceiling. A lot of that has to do with him being six seven, six six, wherever he's measures at at the combine. Uh, and being a, just an absolute freaking nature. I mean, yeah, super expo- super explosive. I think he has solid. I mean, I wouldn't say he's very twitchy necessarily off the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. um, but he has good get off. Um, you know, he has pretty good bend. Um, so he's kind of a freak of nature in that sense. Yeah, like I, he does a good job. Like I think one thing is he's like, well, we'll get into the negatives real quick. He doesn't do a lot of things technical pass rushing. At no, all. Not, no, 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 not at he kinda all. Luck, very, he kinda, very he kinda, high school. Yeah, yeah, he kind of lucks in the sacks almost. Like, like bad to think yeah. by the offensive lineman or the quarterback gets too paranoid and runs outside and runs into him. Uh, but the one good thing about him, though, is with his length and with his size, and he has great effort, too, that's the one thing, is uh-huh. he's, very, he's very good in the run game. He's good at sailing the edges. He's good at engaging blocks. Uh, he just has a lot of effort. Uh, you know, yeah. in the run game, and also, and, that, and that's why I think like he can come in immediately and help your defense at least in the run game. Yeah, and de- and develop as a pass rusher because um, I think there's too much raw potential for him to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think there's a lot of potential there for him to not be as great as you as you possibly could see him as. Yeah, I think one thing was too is uh, when a running back went out on like a swing route. Or a tight end kind of went up the seam a little bit. Like he can cover them. Like right. like, like he has the speed to cover them. I think the one thing uh, was like he was kind of stiff a little bit. It took him a hot minute to turn around his turn turn his body around to go chase somebody. Uh, so I think he's a little bit stiff. I think that's one thing that hurts him. 
But the way but the way he's built, I think you put maybe you can put ten, fifteen pounds on him, maybe twenty pounds on him. He'd be a really good, I think a Daniil Hunter type of player. A freak of nature, very physical. And that, uh, great he was effort. A guy that it took took a couple years to really pop onto the scene, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I think one thing is he just he needs to get technical in this pass rush and he did, he has like no pass rushing knowledge at all. He literally just stands there with his arms and does this. It's it's yeah. It's it's uh it's a game with a good teacher and let's develop him. He he has amazing uh upside. But absolutely. And that that's why a lot of people have him top 5, top 10 uh draft pick. I don't necessarily think he's that. I think that's way yeah, too much no, of, that's I, way too much I, of a I risk. I don't honestly well I'll get that later but yeah, honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't see him in that category even close. I, 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 I think he's a better second round pick than anything. Yeah, I think he is um, too. I think he's a second round I, pick. But I, I, I won't. I'm, I'm not gonna chastise somebody for picking him. Might late anywhere first. from anywhere from twenty, twenty on in the first round, like mid, like mid to late first round. Mm-hmm. I think is a good spot for him, but I think he's better suited to be a second round pick. Yeah, yeah. Did you say where uh who was your number six? Joseph Asai. Did, did you say like where you, uh where he was when he got drafted? Yeah, he's a he's a he's a second round pick. Yeah, me. I, I said mean, I, you, I mean you both forgot. And I said that. I wouldn't be What's up? And I said I, I mean you forgot that or was it, it was or it was just me, I think. I forgot it. So there's like a train, you're gonna hear a train. Sorry guys, in the podcast. It might it might drown you out. We'll see. Yeah, we'll talk about your answer about it. Uh, we can like stop it, but uh, yeah, I think uh, like I think D'Angelo Malone's a second. Uh, yeah, here, here's the train. It's gonna. It's gonna. It's, it's just gonna. Yeah, I I think we're good. It usually. Let me see. Yeah, I don't like. I think. I think we're going. To, I think we're fine. I think they, everybody you can hear you can hear me. So I think Angelo Malone's a. I think second, third round talent. I, but I think because of his school, he's going to drop to like the fourth round. Because uh, he plays at a smaller school, so I think he has a. I think uh, Malone's a good upside player in like the fourth, fourth, third round. But Russo, I, th- I agree with you. He's a second round, a second round talent. Uh, is where he oh. should be, but he might get picked uh, a little bit early. And like you said, I'm not going to. I'm not gonna hate on somebody if they pick him late first, maybe that twenty. Because I, I I understand the reason you would pick him early because yeah. he has the upside to be something special. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. He has. He just has a lot of talent. Uh, I think that needs. I think a lot of potential that needs to be fulfilled. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll move on to our number four. Uh, and my number four would be Jalen Phillips out of Miami. Is that not yours? No, it's not mine. Okay. I feel like you just left him out for some reason. No, I um, huh? I didn't leave him out. Is he number one? Um, so, for me, he is, so for me, Jalen Phillips has great size. Um, again, he's another guy with an with a extremely high motor and great effort. Um, he's another guy that I think is very good against the run. I think he does a good job of setting the edge, of using his arms, um, using his hands. Um, to one, shed blocks and, and get tackles for loss, um, but also to dent the front and really uh, put pressure on the running back to find a different hole. 
um, and to cut back and cut back inside uh, to where all your help is. Um, I think he does a good job of playing down the line of scrimmage. You know, he doesn't just like try to loop around guys or miss. Like he really plays straight through the line of scrimmage, which is great to see from from a defensive lineman. Um, I think he has pretty solid get off. Nothing special or elite, um, but it's pretty solid. I just feel like there's not a lot of plan and there's a lot of inconsistency for him as a pass rusher. I know some people will probably disagree with that. Um, and I think he's kind of inconsistent at creating pressure. Um, I think he has a very nice bull rush and I think he has a nice spin move. Um, but I feel like sometimes when he has a first move and it gets, and it gets denied, he doesn't really have a counter to go along with it. And I think that's something he can develop and, and, and add some nuance and add, and add more polishing technique to his game to really better himself as a pass rusher. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely see some speed rush in him at times. I think he can get off and speed around guys and, and use some of his athleticism to do that too. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a guy that, you know, he's a guy again that can win in different ways. Um, but he's just a guy that I personally want to see more consistency from, um, technique wise and plan wise. Um, if, if I saw more consistency from him, there's no reason I might not have him at number one, in my opinion. And that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, then, and again, this is not saying he's a bad pass rusher by any means. He's my number three. Uh, he's my number four uh, um, edge rusher um, right now, uh, you know, behind three other guys. And, and so, and, and to me, he's a first-round pick. That's what he is. I don't, I, I don't think he should fall into the second. If he does, I think you get a steal. I think he's mm-hmm. a. I think he is a legit first-round pick, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. uh, I think he, if he goes to a team with his effort and his motor. Um, and his already ability to play the run as well as he does um, and rush the passer as well as he does right now anyways, um, that's something that he's going to be able to really succeed at early on. And then as he adds nuance and as he adds um, better technique and, and a better plan, he's going to become a very, very good football player. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Jalen uh-huh. Phillips is my number four. Yeah, uh, I have Joseph Asai at number four. I think he has a very high upside as a pass rusher. Uh, you know, I think I, I think his arm length is one of the things that popped out the most. Was like we're talking about Hamilcar uh, with his arm length uh, uh-huh. being uh, some. Uh, Joseph's size is longer, I think, uh, and I just think he has a natural ability to rush the passer. Uh-huh. Uh, I like his moves. Like he can get to. Uh, he can get to the quarterback with any like moves he uh, wants to. I think the one thing uh, I'll say this too: I think he crashes down on reads a lot, which I, I love. I think he's he plays smart in the run game. Uh-huh. I think the one thing that holds him back is his size, though. He needs to put weight. He needs to put a lot of weight on. Because I was watching, uh, I was watching the Oklahoma State game, and what's it, what's his name, Jenkins. Trevin Jenkins. Trevin Jenkins, yeah. Yeah, uh, he absolutely destroyed him in that game because Jenkins got inside on him. and That's a big jo- man, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 but Joseph Asai couldn't get him off of him at all. Like, right. at one point in the game, could he get off him? He, I think he did get the game-winning sack or whatever. Like, while Jenkins, like, he beat Jenkins on an outside speed rush and got the game-winning sack in the game. But Jenkins throughout uh-huh. the game just absolutely destroyed him. And I think that's one thing. He needs to get stronger, and he needs to put more weight on. But I think he can come in right away and be a very good pass rusher for a team. 
and I think develop that run game as he goes along and as he puts on more weight. But I think he's a late first round, uh, second round talent. I think he. I think he has a lot of upside to him. I. I think. Okay. I, I think Russo might go. Will go higher than him definitely because everybody else has him. Russo up in like the top ten or whatever. Mm. But. I think Asai is going to be a. I think he's going to be a very solid pickup for a team, and he has a lot of upside no, as a I, pass rusher. I agree with that. I really do. And I, I liked your Alan Smith uh, comparison. Uh, yeah, that was just arms. what I saw. Like. I, I see a lot of now. I think Aldon Smith was a better athlete. I do, but I, I just I see the the length, the length, the way he plays, the way he is against the run. Um, there's just a lot of similarities, in my opinion, to an Aldon Smith um, and, and Joseph well, Asai. One thing is like he gives great effort on every play. The dude never his motor never stops. Yeah, the dude, the dude will chase down a running back twenty yards down the field just to get a tackle. Uh, like I was talking about the Oklahoma State play, he had to run about 15 yards to sack the quarterback on that play, right? Uh, and get the game-winning sack. So, like, he has a high motor, and I think that that's just something that, and he has good athleticism too. Like, he can catch these running backs and these quarterbacks running. Uh, I just think, yeah, like I said, he just needs to put on more weight though. But I'll go into my number three here. All right, just hey, are we good on time? We got 15 minutes before the hour. I can stop it real quick, and then we can start back up so we don't go over. Let's do that. So, yeah, we're going to take oh, a break, a good idea. and then we will uh, start back up here. Sounds good. And we're back. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, so what were we on again? My number three. Number three. Yeah, yeah. So, my, uh, my number three is Jalen... Phillips. Uh, that's why I made the face a little bit. Uh, I was like, if I would have went, we knew you could have talked about Phillips at the same time. All oh, right, right. Uh, but I, I, re- I really like him. I think he has a high upside as a pass rusher. Uh, I like his effort. I like. I actually like his get off. Uh, I think it's fine. Nobody had like a special get off. Nobody had like a Brian Burns type of get off where it was like elite uh, in this class. Uh, that I can remember, but yeah, like everybody's get off is fine. It's like it's about the same. It's not like oh, what the side. I forgot to mention that. I think his get off is pretty bad, but I think that's fixable. I think you can work. Your coach can get with him. You can work with him on that. I think it's pretty fixable. But uh, Phillips, I think he's very technical. He uses his hands. A lot. Uh, like, he has a nice swim move. He, I think he does push-pulls really well. I think he does about everything well. I think he's he's very balanced at what he does. Uh, I think the one thing, though, is I think he uses his hands too much at times. Or, like, he's going around with his hands, like, way too much. And then somebody gets into his chest. And then, like, uh, then somebody bl- uh, gets in. I think, I think that's one thing. Uh, that hurts him. It's like I think he uses his hand. He isn't. I think he's out of control with his hands at times. A okay. little bit. I think. Uh, but I think. Uh, also, it's, I think it's his benefit too at times is because like he uses his hands so effectively. Uh-huh. Uh, I think. I think he just needs to be more consistent with it. I do think he does get eaten up by bigger guys. So when he does face a bigger guy, they do eat him up a little bit. Uh, but I think he's I think he's very solid. He crashes down on run plays. Uh, 
But he's also inconsistent in the run game as well. Like sometimes he won't crash down far enough and the running back will get behind him on a read option or a quarterback will pull on him. But uh-huh. uh I, I I think he has he has high upside. I think a lot of the, a lot of his faults are culturable. Like and I think he's gonna give you day one uh playing time. I think he's gonna be on the field day one. Uh, I think just a lot of his stuff is coachable. A lot of his stuff is uh, mental lapses that, you know, you can coach back up. Uh, and I think it'll now, th- the only concern about him is uh, injury history with yeah. Jalen Phillips. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he almost retired because of concussions um, and, then can't, and then, you know, was able to play again and things like that. So there are some, in, there are some concerns with that mm-hmm. I'm sure teams have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he's. Uh, I think where is the side where our side is. I think a late first, early second. You know, uh, I think where you probably should pick him up. But yeah, I, I, I think he's. I think he's the most balanced player or most most balanced edge in this draft. Uh, okay, Vox. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I say this about every time we uh we do dra- we do draft rankings. But yeah, if you. Want to watch a film and you can't find any film? Go watch Vach Lombardi. Uh, it's it's just Vach like V O C H and then Lombardi like Vince Lombardi. Uh, he does a lot of film work. Uh, he's very good with offense and defensive lines, uh, and he he just does a lot of film work on a lot of the college guys. So if you're interested in that and actually watching film instead of listening to rankings, you know go watch uh, go watch uh, him on uh, YouTube. Uh, he's very knowledgeable about football. So. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah, he brought that up too. Was how balanced he was, and I, and I agree with him. I think he's the most balanced uh, edge 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 player in this draft. Mm. I want I want to say edge not- rusher because uh, I, 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 a lot of these people aren't like uh, I have somebody above him. We'll get into it. That isn't like better at rushing the edge than him, but a lot better at stopping the run than him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my number. So my number three. Is the dude out of Georgia, uh, Aziz, Aziz Ojulari. That's my number Aziz. two. Aziz Ojulari. Yeah, it's my number two. So you think you think Aziz Aziz is better at the run than Jalen Phillips? No, no. Okay, uh, I don't. I don't think. He's better, I don't think he's better at the run. Uh, I, I'll, I'll say. So, about, actually, not let you talk. Since I just talked about Jalen Phillips. All right. So with Aziz, he's my number three. Um, I think he, he's very quick. He's a very good athlete. Um, he does a good job, in my opinion, of squeezing in the run game. Um, you know, he definitely can get eaten up at times um, because of his size. You know, he's a little bit smaller in stature on the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't consistently set an edge against the run. Um, and and again, his lack of size definitely hurts. I think in that in that in regards to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love him as a pass rusher. I, I think he, he's. A guy that could be a really special pass rusher um, because of some of his traits. Um, he's not going to win with a lot of power. He's not going to win with a lot of power necessarily, uh, which I think that's something that he could really learn and, and grow his technique with. Um, and so I'm not going to rule out the fact that he'll never be a, you know, a guy that can win with power. Mm-hmm. But he does an amazing job um, with his hands and, and winning, yeah. winning in that regard. Um, and winning against guys uh, technique-wise. Um, I think he has great bend, and I think he has great get-off. Um, he's very twitchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, again, he's a, he's another guy for me that does a great job of just getting pressure. 
Um, not always. I don't care if Gregory Rasua had 15 and a half sacks his junior year, yeah. but he barely ever got pressure. I don't care <laughs> if you have like um, what was the guy that played for the Lions um, that Trey was Flowers? really well. Huh? The Trey Flowers? No, the uh, the really athletic guy that ended up leaving defensive end. Ziggy Ansah. Ziggy Ansah. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's a guy that like he had like a couple. He had like a season. We had like twelve sacks, but eight of those came in two games, and the rest of the season he was, was terrible. Yeah. Like, there. I don't care about sacks. Like, can you create pressure? Can you get to the quarterback? Can you get hits on him? Can you make him feel like he doesn't have time in the pocket? And I feel like Aziz Ojulari is definitely a guy that can that can really cause chaos in the backfield and can really um, be be a guy that could be a, a game changer for teams that need pass rush. Um, mm-hmm. And I do feel like he has a plan when he's rushing. I, I feel like he's a guy that, hey, he knows what he's doing. He knows his strengths. He knows his weaknesses. And he knows how to win around um, what his weaknesses are. And he does an amazing job of that, and I, I really love uh, his game. And he was a guy that was fun for me to watch. Um, mm-hmm. And and he's again, he's a guy for me that's a first round pick. I think he's a guy that you you take anywhere from probably fifteen to thirty two. Yeah. I think mid first round to or sixteen to thirty two. I guess if you want to go mid, like true mid, but mid first round to to the end of the first round. Um, I think Aziz Ojolari is a Bonafide first round pick in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I loved his. Uh, I loved, like. He's your every, number two. Yeah, yeah, he's my number two. Uh, I love his hand placement on his pass rushes. Like he was, like you said, he was very good at getting hands off of him. He was very good at initiating contact with uh, offensive linemen. Uh, and I think he just, he just. I think he's the best. He's obviously the best pass rusher for me in this draft class. And and I think he's going to come in day one and be a very good pass rusher. Uh, He's very quick. uh, He's a very quick get-off. He can actually go on to coverage, too. Like, they had him in coverage at times. He can drop back in the coverage. And that's always something you're looking at is, like, you know, see, like, if they have to draw back in the coverage, how good are they or how fluid are their movements uh, in the coverage. Because if you have to drop a line – if you're dropping a defense or an edge rusher in the zone – you're going to be, or you're most likely going to be in a zone coverage, and if if they're not able to defend that zone, that's going to create problems for teams. Right. Uh, so I I really uh liked him in coverage, and like you say, he's always getting pressure. That was the uh one thing that I I took away from him. like he's always getting pressure. Uh, it's a lot of the stuff you said. Uh, that's why I'm trying not to repeat it, but it's a lot of the stuff you said. I think he does get lost, like you said, in the run game. Uh, and I think uh, sometimes he's almost too physical. He tries to overcompensate because of his frame. So like he'll go down with like his head down and his shoulder and try to go into. So, like he just almost tries to just like just try to like make a big hit versus yeah. using technique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with, uh, with some of these offensive linemen uh, that are bigger than him, and he loses the ball, and the ball goes around him, and all that. Like he's not the best in the run game. I think a lot of that right. is him him filling out filling out when he gets into the NFL, and I think some of that is going to the NFL and getting their weight training because we know we know some colleges don't have the best weight training, you know, uh, in the world. Like Alabama's the golden standard of that. 
you know, but every NFL, every most NFL teams have great have great strength training, so they're going to get their players right, especially first round picks. Uh, and I think he's a first round pick too. I, th- I agree with you, mid to late first round. I think he's where he goes. Uh, okay. Maybe second, if somebody picks Russo Phillips over him, they they put the Miami duo. I can see him uh, dropping to like an early second, but uh, just because of that run game, he's not the, he's he's just not good in the run game. But his pass rushing is absolutely phenomenal. I think he's going to get stuff done day one in the pass and in the uh, rushing the passer. Right. Okay, yeah. so that he was your number two. So yeah. you ready to hear my number two? Well, let, me guess, let me guess real quick. Uh, so we got. I'm gonna go down my list real quick. Phillips, we have Asai, Russo, Malone, Perkins. Of course, of course. Ronnie Perkins is my number two out of Oklahoma. Um, you know, I would have put him at number. I would have put him number one if I wouldn't accuse people. If I if I didn't think people would accuse me of being a homer um, for Oklahoma. Um, but for me, he's very explosive, and he ha- and he has great get off. Oh I yeah, mean, he's super twitchy. Um, he has great size and length, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, I mean, I think when you watch him on film, he just kind of stands out from everybody else. I mean, he just kind of looks like a freak. Um, he's a disruptor. Um, he's a disruptor. Um, as the pass rusher, and he's a disruptor in the run game. Uh, I think mm-hmm. he does great in both. Excuse me. Um, I think he, you know, I definitely think there's areas he could get better at in the run, uh, technique-wise. Um, absolutely, I think there's something, some things he could do better at there. Um, but I, I think he's solid enough that he's he's a guy that you, he's he's going to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, again, he's another guy with great motor and great effort. I I feel like. Um, I think he has very good pass rushing technique. I, I like his technique. I'm the opposite on that. I think he has great. I think he has really good running technique, uh, stopping the run, and I think he needs to improve on passing, on rushing the passer. Right. Right. I mean, I think he has a plan, and I think when his when I, I think when his first move does, doesn't succeed, I think he has a counter. Um, if he is stopped, um, I think he's always around the quarterback. He always seems to get pressure. Um, I mean, like almost every down that I'm watching him on, on I watched multiple games of him because it was just fun to watch. Um, almost on every on every down that he's rushing and getting after the quarterback on a pass team down or anytime the the opposing team drops back to pass, Perkins is almost in the quarterback's face just about every time, mm-hmm. and that's something for me that like hey like he might not have 15 and a half sacks, but. For him to get to the quarterback as much as he is and to get hits and to get pressure the way he is is super impressive and valuable, in my opinion. And he's a guy for me that I feel like would fit in perfect uh, for a team that needs a true pass rusher. Again, he's good against the run. You know, I, I like him against that uh, in that area. But as a pass rusher, I, I love him. I I. I, I like, I couldn't ask more from a guy wanting to pass rusher coming into the draft. I mean, again, can, you know, are there things he could improve on? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I think, you know, he can be more consistent in technique, and I think he can be, and uh, he can polish things up more and add more nuance to his game, absolutely. But I think he does a great job, and I think he's a guy that was, uh, he showed me that he could win multiple ways, um, you know, in his pass rush. And uh, I, I just love, I love watching Perkins. I think he's, he's a, if I was if I was a, a team, I mean, I would pick him, you know, anywhere from probably 
gosh, anywhere from 10, 10 to like 25. I think, I think he's, I mean, you know, I think he's a, he's a sure, I, I think he's a first round pick in my opinion. I, I could see him falling into the second round. Um, but I think he's starting to get some buzz because I think some teams are realizing he has, he has a lot of upside and he's a good football player. Um, so I think he's a first round pick. Well, I, I think he's a second round. Uh, I I think he could be a second round pick. Uh, I, I I I just I just differ on you a little bit. Like we're just opposite. Yeah, I know. You have him all the way at seven. I have him at two. So I don't think he's a bad player. I think he's a higher upside. Like I said, I just don't. I don't like I think when you see on as we do football, we we see the game differently. I'm trying to see where uh whoever Mel Kiper. McShay having met real quick uh, to see like who's closer to the quote unquote experts. They don't have him. Trust, they don't have him up here. I trust Daniel Jeremiah. Yeah, they don't have him up here. Yeah, I do too. They I, I, don't. I, I, I like they, I like Jeremiah the best too. Like if you're if you're, like, I think Daniel Jeremiah and Matt Miller from Bleacher Report. I like those guys quite a bit. I feel like they do a really good job of being objective and like really grading players the way they should be graded. Um, yeah, I think, both of those guys have been higher on Perkins than I've seen other people be, uh, I, and I know I've seen people that don't like Perkins that much, which I understand. I, and I know that he's had some off the field issues that I could mm-hmm. that could push him down draft boards. Absolutely, um, you know, being suspended from the team and whatnot. Um, so those are some things that can definitely play into it. Mm-hmm. But he's he's just ultra talented to me. Yeah, yeah. Who Perkins? Perkins, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you. Like, going off, like, a little bit of a topic here. But, yeah, I like Jeremiah, too. I think Jeremiah, probably the best one. Uh, if you're looking at list and you're looking from, like, the, like, experts and stuff. I don't – I think Mel Kuyper and – I think Mel – I, I, like, I like McShay. I like McShay. I think McShay is pretty good. I think Kuyper just does it for TV. Sometimes, like, when he had Menzel with the clear issue. I don't think – I don't think Kuyper watches film. You don't think he does? I don't think he – well, if he does, I don't think he watches much because he always is, like, so off on guys. Nah, I mean, yeah, okay, like Trevor Lawrence, like, oh, he can say Trevor Lawrence is good because we all know Trevor Lawrence is good. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of – I think there's a lot of guys that, you know, will, they're not going to like uh, – he's not going to like a lot of the guys that we that we might like or that a Daniel Jeremiah might like because, you know, we're all watching film and, and, and trying to really – look at the kind of players that these guys are. Whereas a guy like Mel Kuyper, and that's why I like Todd McShay too, where I think Todd McShay actually like dives in and tries to study these players mm-hmm. um, and like knows these players. Whereas like Kuyper, I feel like, especially maybe on early on in his career, he did, which is why he made such a name for himself. But at this stage in his career as, a, as an analyst, I think he's a guy that just like, hey, what are the teams saying? All right, that's how I'm going to, that's how I'm going to rank my guys. Um and all that kind of jazz. So yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I, like he just goes over the media. I think goes like with the obviously with the Manziel thing. Uh, and one of the things I took away is like McShay pushed uh uh they he flipped uh, Lance and Fields, you know. And I've seen I've been seeing a lot of people do that is push Fields down the list a little bit, which is interesting uh-huh. to me. Um. Uh, you know, me and you didn't have too much uh, flack on him uh, a little bit. I think there, 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 there's there's a lot of criticism that comes his way. I think I think deservedly so, especially reading defenses. 
uh, and not staring at receivers as much. But uh, yeah, I think I think it's I think I I think you can get a feel like who's better at you know ranking these draft prospects, and hopefully. All right. hopefully and I like PFF too. Now again, I think Pro Football Focus gets a little too into the grade sometimes, and not the film. I think a like they, you know, whatever their grade says, they stick by that, and their film doesn't always tell them. Like Josh Allen, I remember when Josh Allen was coming out, they were vehemently against Josh Allen, saying that he was going to be absolute garbage, and then he, he becomes an MVP candidate, right? Um, so I think some of their analytics, I think, definitely get them in trouble where they stick so hard to them. But I think, you know, there's a lot of rankings that they had that when I was watching, especially like some of the tackles that I've watched or some of the edge rushers that I've watched or the corners that I've watched um, or even some of the quarterbacks. Like, I don't agree with a lot of what Pro Football Focus has said, but I do feel like they have good information. And I feel like they do, they do, they kind of, I think they're a good like reference point, in my opinion, to, to look at certain things. No, I was trying to like, I was trying to, I was trying to like buy some time and see if I could like find somebody that had Perkins high and I can't find anybody. That's what, that's what I, I was know what Daniel do. Jeremiah, Daniel Jeremiah, I heard talk about him. You know, honestly, I didn't even have Perkins in to watch. <laughs> I didn't. Quite I didn't, honestly, I forgot I about have, him too until I, you I, said I something forgot to about me. Him. I, I mean, he wasn't a guy that was being talked about, and I didn't see him in anything. I didn't see him in any. Yeah. Um, rankings or anything like that when I was looking up prospects to look up and watch and then Daniel Jeremiah mentioned him because um, somebody mentioned to him like hey have you watched Ronnie Perkins and he was like no I haven't and then he said he watched him and he like skyrocketed up his board because he was very impressed with him I think, um, I think another I person like, Shoot, maybe I should check him out and so that's when I checked him out I was like I like him a lot too yeah uh, I liked him too well, I yeah a little bit of stuff that, uh, why he's not in my top five but I think another person before we get into our number one. I think everybody knows who our number one is if you've been keeping up with the uh, draft. Uh, but so I think a couple of people before we get uh, into the number one here is I think Ellerson Smith from Northern Iowa. Uh, go check him out. Uh, he was destroying people uh, in their senior bowl workouts. Like he was actually destroying them on uh, in one on ones. Uh, was I think he's some high uh, pass rushing upside. Go check out Coastal Carolina's uh, what's his name, uh, Taron Jackson. And then like uh, I know a lot of people don't know uh, D'Angelo Malone. Go check him out. I think the reason he wasn't my top five is there there wasn't enough film on him, and I'm not going to put him in the top five uh, based off a highlight reel. You know, like even though there there were some things I liked about it, I still think he has some stuff to improve on. Uh, and I'm just not gonna put somebody that I haven't watched more film than the top five on. So, right. Uh, and I mean, I would say for guys, for me to watch, uh, like my 11, 12, and 13 um, is Patrick Jones um, out of Pittsburgh, oh, yeah. Peyton Turner out of Houston, and then uh, Quincy Roche, another guy out of Miami. All guys with I think a lot of upside, um, mm-hmm. uh, um, and they do, and I think they all do very, very good things as a pass, pass rushers, and things like that. Um, so I think they're definitely guys worth checking out, and I think they're guys that are definitely anywhere from that round three to round round five um, area that that I think could be some great value for teams um, looking for edge rushers. Yeah, so. yeah. Mine was my eleven to thirteen is Joe Tire or Tryon. Is that you say his name? Yeah, Tire. <laughs> uh, Patrick Jones. Joe Tire. 
Sounds like a little. Sounds like I want to say Tryon, like the DC character. Hmm? Raven's dead, DC, Titan, Teen Titans. Yeah, I'm a little bit nerd there. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Patrick Jones, I had him at 12. And then Jason Owua, I think from Penn State. Uh-huh. I had him at uh, 13. I, I, I was all I could watch. I wasn't too impressed with Jason Awua. So, like, when, I wa- when I'm able to watch, like, some of these other players, like Smith, like Ellerson Smith, uh, Taron Jackson, Quincy Roche, when I get the chance to watch them, he'll probably fall and they'll probably move up my list and stuff. So, yeah, this is that set in stone, uh, which, I, which I like that we're getting into it a little bit earlier this year because of, uh, you know, like last year we got into it late. And so, right. Yeah, but yeah, this year it's a little bit earlier, and our opinions can change on people as time goes on. And stuff could yeah, absolutely. And with there, you know, and there definitely could be a little bit of a change in in, in guys and things like that because you know I'm I'm going to keep watching film, and you know, I mean, we've got the rest of our players to get through. Like I, I mean, I've gotten yeah. through all my tackles. I've gotten through all the cornerbacks that I've wanted to watch. I'm about to go through 20 receivers in this year's class. Mm-hmm. Um, the secret class is really, I think, going to be really special. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've already watched three of them, and I'll just say they're as good as advertised. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh-huh. um, so I mean, that, that just, you know, once I get through all the positions, it's definitely, like, especially some of these top guys and, some, and maybe some sleepers especially, um, I would love to go back and see, you know, is there any other film that I can get on them? Are there things that I can see that – Maybe I, I wasn't liking before, but now I'm actually kind of liking him, you know, this player, this player more. So, mm-hmm. um, and definitely I think we could do um, an updated rankings. Um, and I know, well, we'll talk about this after. So let's get yeah. to our number one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're talking about like, we had to like, we already went through number one. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, obviously number one's Quiddy Pay from Michigan. Quiddy Pay yes. from Michigan, yep. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just really good. His hands, I think, are really good. He has a great engage. He gets off blocks with ease. He's amazing in the run game. Like, it's absolutely yeah, not. Yeah. He plays at an NFL level, uh, stopping the run. Uh, yeah. You know, I and he, I think one thing is he he can get pressure on the quarterback. He's just not very polished rushing the passer. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, you know, like he has great get off. Like, I think he has the traits and the tools mm-hmm. to be of to be a great pass rusher. Yeah. But I agree. I think there are some um, issues of his technique wise. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. And the thing is, uh... but it's it's but obviously him being number one, that's not a it's not a, like a slight on him as a pass rusher. That's just like we've got to critique them. Yeah, and. Yeah, and the thing is, you don't have a generational pass rusher like you've had the, like, past however many drafts, you know? Uh, oh, like Chase, no, like a Chase Young, Miles Garrett, Joey Bosa. They're, they're, you know, there there's, isn't there's no Nick top Bosa. Five. There's no top five edge rusher pick this year. I wouldn't even say, I would say maybe a 10 is, is as high as I would go with some of these guys. Yeah, uh but yeah, they're like he, I think one thing like uh, going back to Vosh Lombardi, he said how good, how great he is in the run game. He was taught all that stuff, and if he can learn all that stuff from being taught in the run game, he can definitely learn it in the pass game. Uh, all right, going to the and NFL. that's something that I've seen. Like when you see the experts talk about him and they talk mm-hmm. about his Michigan coaches, that was something that's been brought up is how coachable he really is and, and how well he takes coaching. 
Yeah, and that that's a huge that's a huge upside, especially when he has all the tools. Like you can see his twitchiness in the run in in the run game that he can utilize in the passing game. I just don't think he's very polished in it. Uh, I think he needs I need he needs an improvement. I think he needs a rush with a plan. He doesn't rush with a plan at all. Right. Uh, you know, and that stuff comes with time. And if he say he what let's say he goes on a team with let's say the Forty ers pick him up. See the four nines break him up. He can learn technique from Nick Bosa. He can learn technique from Eric Armstead. Like uh, he can learn technique from all these players. He can learn. Uh, say he gets drafted by the Bears. He can learn technique from Khalil Mack, from Robert Quinn. He can learn that stuff, and obviously he can learn from the coaches too. I think he he best suits himself if he gets paired with a All Pro caliber edge rusher that he can pair with, and you get like a double headed sword. Uh, sword there where like he, he can learn from him and you're just gonna have a dominant pass rushing duo he's like he's a tank too like i mean mm-hmm. that's a thick that's a thick human being yeah like <laughs> he reminds me of uh, bradley chubb i think bradley chubb's a good comparison for him a little bit like very i think he's a little bit more technical in the run game where chubb is like more brute force a little bit they're built a little bit different but i think the way they play and the critiques we have on them are very similar, and I think Bradley Chubb greatly benefited with having Von Miller. Right. Yeah. And I think I think he would greatly benefit with having somebody there beside him as well. Especially right. I mean, I, I think when we look at Quiddy Pay, and and again, like what, like adding on to what you're saying, like it just, you know, like there are things that need to be polished up for him as a pass rusher. Um, but I mean, his get off. I mean. He has great bend. Great intelligence. Um, you know, I, I, you've, you can, you've seen him on tape yeah. win with a bull rush. You see him win with speed. You see him uh, win with swimming, swim moves. You see him win with ripping, speed to power. Like, he shows all the techniques. Yeah. Because, again, like what we talked about, right, you can see that he's been <laughs> coasting these things. It's more now of a, hey, can he put it all together? Like you say, does he, can he have a plan now? Can he have a counter move when his first move doesn't work? And I, I think very easily he's going to be coach these things. And like you said, I think that's not a bad thought. Is hey, do we have a do we have a, an elite pass rusher or an elite defensive lineman? Mm-hmm. Hey, if we do and we can add him to that, I absolutely think. And I think the 49ers are a good good spot to look at, um, especially with the injury that happened to Joey or with excuse me with uh, Nick Bosa. Um, yeah. And I think even, shoot, I even think the Chargers, even with Joey Bosa, I know, you know, Melvin, Melvin Ingram getting uh, getting injured in the past few seasons, being old, and I think he's going to be leaving the team anyways. So there's talks about him uh, not, not coming back. Um, so well, adding another pass rusher to help with Joey Bosa I think would be great as well. And I, I just really think Woody Pay is a guy that could be special. Uh, I'm going to see the draft order real quick. Uh, we'll see, like, where, I think what best uh, – where he would best uh, be suited at, real quick. So let me, yeah, yeah, let me get the draft for real quick. Yeah, because what? Right, so we're, I'm gonna kind of just on mocks here. I hate when mock drafts and you get these people with these big, uh, or from these like city news stations that do these mock drafts, like they're sports writers, and they try to get their play. They try to get the players they want to their teams. So they make up these like right. scenarios. Like all, of a, like all of a sudden, Quiddy Pay will fall all the way down to the Indianapolis Colts because the Colts need an edge rusher, and no other team in front of them is going to take the best edge rusher available. 
Yeah, no, or uh, or like or like uh, like Zach Wilson, fought like 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 the Jets trade back or whatever they get Zach Wilson, or Zach Wilson falls all the way to to the Forty ers at twelve, without right, them having yeah. to trade up at all. Like like, come on. Uh, but yeah, let me see here real quick. So, I think I, I think the Eagles might be a good spot for him, but they don't need him. Uh, to pair him up with somebody, they they definitely could get younger, but I think they need some other weapons more than more so than him. Do Dolphins? Uh, if they wanted to, they could trade down, say with like the Forty ers or so or New England, somebody that needs a quarterback. But see, yeah, I, I think I think Quiddy Pay is not he's not a top ten pick. I think he's at friends ten. Like I wouldn't pick him. I wouldn't pick him in the top five. I wouldn't pick him six, seven, eight, or nine. Like I would trade if I if I want now unless you, there's information that he could be picked earlier. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know you take your guy if you feel like he's your best guy. Um, but I think if you're a team like the Dolphins, maybe you want a guy like Quiddy Pay. You trade back, all right? Trade mm-hmm. back and get him, you know. Oh, but I feel like there's more important needs for some of these teams, and I think I think he'll drop into the ten to fifteen range and be picked there. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. The OMC is in that ten to. Uh, like Minnesota's there, uh, the Chargers. Minnesota, there. Minnesota could definitely use them. Uh, Arizona's there, like Arizona could pick him up if they wanted to. Uh, ah, that would be nasty. Oh, that'd yeah, be a like, great. That'd be a great place for him to go. Especially with Chandler Jones coming off, of, coming off of a what torn Achilles. Yeah, and you got JJ Watt coming in. That, like I'm mean, yeah. an amazing place for him. Uh, Vegas, I think he would do wonders with that team. They uh, need a pass. They need they need pass rush help. Well, they need a run stopping person too because their run defense has been awful. Uh, Miami once again at 18. That's their second pick. Washington doesn't need him, so I'm not going to say Washington. Bears might need him with how bad. Hey, I'll tell you Flynn this though. It never it never hurts to pick more guys. And if Washington were to add a guy like Quiddy Pay, I don't think they should. But if they did, <laughs> that'd be kind of just ridiculous. Like they could, they could rotate every play with guys, and they'd have like four guys with well, twelve yeah, sacks. Well, yeah, you have a uh, Sweat Kerrigan, uh, Young. Then you have Pay there. Then you have uh, Duran Payne, uh, jo- uh, Jonathan inside. Allen. Yeah, inside. Then you have what's it, uh, Matt Ioannidis. Yeah, there too. He's a pretty solid player. So yeah, th- that would be disgusting. Uh, yeah. You have the Colts and stuff at twenty one. So yeah, I, yeah, he's gonna go somewhere. I think Pittsburgh could be a good place for him too. He might. He looks like a Pittsburgh player. That that that's gonna fall to Pittsburgh. We're gonna, we're gonna pick him up with about the pre getting injured late last season, tearing his ACL. So, I mean, that would be an interesting place too. Uh, All right, so you want to run down our top five real quick? Right, we'll go, let, let's do 10. Let's do 10 because it's been a minute. It's been like 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah, so I'll do mine first. My my number 10 is Car, uh, Carl's Bastion for, from uh, Wake Forest. I keep forgetting the school. Uh, Rashid, uh, Rashid Weaver from uh, Pittsburgh is my number nine. My number eight is Hamilcar Rashid Jr. from Oregon State. My number seven is Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma. My number six is D'Angelo Malone from WKU, or Western Kentucky. Uh, my number five is Greg Russo from Miami. My number four is Joseph Asai from Texas. My number three is Jalen Phillips from Miami. Uh, my number two is Aziz, Aziz Ojolari from Georgia. What's that comedian's name? <laughs> 
We only finished this. My number one's uh, Cody <laughs> Pay from uh, Michigan. Uh, so what are you saying? As, uh, Aniz Ansari or whatever that comedian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, he was on uh, Parson Rex. Yeah. Yeah. That His name made me think of that. Um, I'll run down my list real quick. Number 10 is Carlos Basham Jr. out of Wake Forest. Number 9 is Helmut Carbershee Jr. out of Oregon State. Number 8 is uh, is Rashad Weaver out of Pittsburgh. Number 7 mm-hmm. is Joe Tryon out of uh, Washington. Uh, number 6 is Joseph Asai um, out of Texas. Number 5 is Gregory Rousseau out of Miami. Um, his teammate... Um, at number, is coming in number four, which is Jalen Phillips out of Miami also. Uh, number three is Aziz Ojulari out of Georgia. Number two is Ronnie Perkins out of Oklahoma. And number one is Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. So there there you guys have it. That is our top ten edge rushers um, for the 2021 draft class. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be coming to you guys hopefully within the next week or so um, with our top ten tackles. Yeah. Um, of this year's class, mm-hmm. um, and breaking these guys down, I th- and yeah, I've already broken down and watched them. I've just had a little bit more time. Um, mm-hmm. Why it's been kind of busy lately? So yeah. Uh, but I, that's to why me, it's, so it's, it's a pretty. It's up. A, what's up? That's, that's, that's why I took this long to get the edge rushes out. We wanted it probably done last week. Right. Yeah. Right. And so. Uh, to me, it's a deep, it's a deep class in tackles. Um, there's, there's, I, I really like this class of tackles. Um, there's a lot of versatility as well within this group. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it'll be a fun one next week to go into um, diving into the offensive tackles, and then we'll continue on after that. Um, so I was going to ask real quick um, with with what we're doing. Um, you know, because I know we'll eventually do our mock draft and everything like that before the before the draft takes place. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do our first round. We're only going to do a first round because that that's long in and of itself. Yeah. Um, are we going to do it based on what we would pick at that as that team, or are we going to do it based on how we feel the team is going to pick? I would say both. Uh, we know. Okay, but here's my thing. If you say both, that's like no, no. That's I'm, say, like, I'm saying it like this. Then right. I'm just gonna put I'm gonna put Trevor Lawrence for the Indianapolis Colts, and we're just gonna call it a day. <laughs> no, all right. So <laughs> no, I right, no. I'm saying is we know who the five quarterbacks are. It depends on how you value them. I think that's one thing. It can go into how you value them. I'm not like if people are saying say Ronnie Perkins for example. If people are saying Ronnie Perkins. Is a second round, third round pick probably. I would say probably not put him in the first round. Just like with so uh, use common, so basically use common sense. So like if we're, yes. if we're draft, if we're like, watching like Greg Russo, hey, if we're number like if we're number three and we're trying to pick a receiver um, for the Miami Dolphins and and no receivers come off the board, then that can just be up to what who we feel the best receiver is. Yeah. Because it, because maybe it's a tight race in your opinion. Um, yeah. But, it, but if you're like at number 18 for the Dolphins and they picked a different player and then now they need a receiver, you're not going to go crazy and pick a guy that, that might be a third-round pick. Okay, I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So don't, so don't go uh, – I'm, I'm trying to figure out a good example here. Uh, with the, especially with these edge rushers, 
So yeah, so because I want to kind of go based off a of team need, but also I want to go like, hey, like I'm a, if if the way I'm drafting, if there's like a special player, and yeah, you might not need that need, but if he's a special player and falls to you at a position, I might have that team take them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've yeah. seen that happen. Yeah, so like D'Angelo Malone, I'm like I like him. I like his skill set. I think he has a lot of potential, but he's not gonna get picked in the first round. Right. Uh, I'm not gonna play him there. You know him at number six. Uh, he, I don't think he's going to go in the first round. I'm not going to put him nowhere near the first round. Uh, but Russo uh, is a person that, you know, I have lower on my list at number five. If he goes into the... Uh, so I, 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 I might have him going somewhere between 15 and 10, probably, most likely, because that's where a lot of people have him going because of his upside. All right. So I think you just gotta factor in uh com I like common sense and what teams need uh you know and then what we're teams kind of hearing think. as well yes yeah so don't so don't go putting a rain back in the top five there's no rain back that's that good going to the right. that's gonna be like you know Najee Harris is amazing he's not he's not he's not gonna go top fifteen most likely right yeah. right okay yeah so yeah um, but also hey I want to tell people that hey we're gonna be doing. We're going to be ranking. So, like, once we get done grading all our players, we're going to rank them. It's, it'll end up kind of being close to, like, 150 guys um, that we'll watch roughly around there. Yeah. Um, and so, after we get done watching all these players and we go through them, we're not going to do a whole video ranking 150 guys. We're just going to have 100 – like, we're just going to have our rankings of the 150 uh, um, but then when we go into draft night, so we're going to do our mock draft and we're going to do all that kind of jazz. Mm-hmm. And then once we go into um, the draft night, after the first round and night one, we're going to uh, assess and based off our rankings and based off of who we like and how teams drafted and the moves they made, you know, we're going to grade some of these teams and give them grades and say like, hey, we felt like the New England Patriots had a bad draft or we felt like the, the Dolphins really capitalized on having the number three and 18. Uh, pick in the first round so mm-hmm. that kind of thing and i think that'll be fun something yeah. we didn't do last year and i think it'll be kind of interesting to do this year because like you said earlier um we've started this earlier this year and we're not like rushing so we have more time to kind of plan things out and, and to kind of like do it i think a little bit better so yeah yeah 100 so yeah uh yeah it's gonna wrap it up i guess uh where can they follow you on uh social media uh at varsity ginger 55 uh, and that's on Twitter and Instagram, and mine is just Instagram at underscore Sparky underscore four, and also follow the uh, YouTube channel Spark Talk Gaming. It's just the same way on here. It's just gaming at the end on YouTube. Uh, I'm trying to get something posted. I got really busy this week. I'm trying to post something up uh, here soon uh, on there, and also we on Twitter. It's Spark Talk Two. So. Same same spelling, just with the two, uh, is on Twitter. So, yeah, that's going to wrap it up here. Thank you all for listening. I know this one that was a little bit longer, probably around an hour 20, uh, maybe. Uh, we kind of went off topic there for about 10, 15 minutes. That's fine. Uh, a couple times there. But, yeah, uh, yeah just thank you all for uh, listening. Uh, make sure to like it, share it, you know, make sure to comment. Uh, and if you have any criticism, let us know. We're open to criticism. We're open to making this podcast more enjoyable for y'all to listen to and making us like better speakers as well and getting our points across. Exactly. Yeah. So right. So, yeah. 
Um, yeah, we look forward to the, we, yeah, again, we appreciate you guys coming, coming and listening. Uh, we look forward to continuing to dive into this draft class. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I've already dove, I've already dove into, you know, tackles and corners and starting the receivers. And it's, it's been a very, um, enjoyable class to watch so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm kind of, I'm excited to continue to dive into it and continue to talk about it and, and, uh, and get our rankings out. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll let you do the outro. All right. So, uh, hey, well, just continue to come back and listen, guys. We appreciate it, as always. Um, We we hope you guys have a great weekend. And until next time, y'all, peace. See ya.